Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the app store at Royal Pizza, where the Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. I will get to a couple of your texts on our Westlock Ford text line in the final half hour of the show. We've also got Brock Sunderland. He's the general manager of the Edmonton Eskimos. But the mega-talented living legend himself, Reed Wilkins, joins us from Inside Sports where earlier today he was out golfing. So that's that's the beauty when you do a nighttime show, Reed, is you got to go golfing during the day. I take advantage of it, Bob. Love the early morning rounds of golf. Well, it didn't go quite as early as usual today. We finished about 15 minutes ago. But, uh, yeah, I take advantage of those mornings off, get in runs, get in rounds of golf. But soon, uh, hockey practice in the morning, and uh, well, I guess rookie camp first, then then main camp, but uh, I've taken advantage of the golf season for sure. Now, did I hear this rumor correct that you're out with Evan Dom? For those that don't know, Evan Dom is the son of Rob Dom, the head coach uh, now over with the Israel Roosters and the DL in Germany, but longtime head coach Leo A. Golden Bears, an Oilers assistant and an Oilers farm team head coach. And I know Evan is with the Canada West, and they kick off the Canada West football schedule tonight, so uh, he's got to be I- jacked about that. I, well, he's jacked about a couple things. Canada West football starting, and he shot a personal best 73 today. So he's a very excited young man today. And he's coming on Inside Sports tonight to update Canada West football. So I don't know if there's a better day in Evan Dom's life. Football starts, uh, personal best of golf, and on Inside Sports. It's the triple play. Evan Dom. Unbelievable. Yeah. I could think of things better than that, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Well, hey, Evan has different standards, Bob. Yes. Uh, we just, by the way, the uh, coaches poll had the U of A situated fifth. Chris Morris's team uh, situated fifth out of six teams. Interesting. Uh, we just had Jay Woodcroft in, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, for an hour. And, uh, I mean, it's, it is it is coming to fruition. Reed, we're getting geared up here, aren't we? Like, it's uh, rookie camp, as you mentioned, next week. Well, and I think it's going to be interesting seeing not only just the rookies, but how some guys develop in Bakersfield under Woodcroft. Uh, I mean, I think finally, Bob, there's a lot more optimism about some of the players the Oilers have taken outside of the big-name guys that they've taken, I guess, in the top seven, if you want to go back to the year Nurse was taken. Uh, maybe you can even say top 10 with Bouchard coming in there. But, I mean, they've had the four first overall picks and Dreisaitl third and Pugliarvi up there. So all these guys that you, you think are pretty good bets to be good players. But they got to develop the guys taken later on. 
And I think we're starting to see that. You know, Jujar Kara, who was a mid-round pick, and now it's it's on Woodcroft to bring along, you know, if Yamamoto winds up there, uh, you know, Safin, Bear, and Jones on defense, those types of players. And, and maybe, you know, if Bouchard winds up there, uh, I guess, after after this year. But th- that's, I think, uh, a reason for optimism for Oilers fans is that there finally might be some guys pushing from the minors who can contribute as, as secondary scorers or depth defensemen maybe while they're still on their entry-level deals. They haven't had a lot of those guys, Bob. I, I, Bob, I mean, I think Kara, I know he's into his second contract now, but I, I think he's an inexpensive guy who can play with some toughness and snipe the odd goal. And I guess another guy who was like that, who isn't going to come back, was Brandon Davidson, who was an Oilers three times, but uh, but didn't stick around. But I mean, that's going to be a key thing for Woodcroft here over the next couple of years to prep those guys so they can jump in and play maybe on the second or third line or second or third deep pairing and make a difference in the NHL. Yeah, it's uh, you have to have those support players in a cap system. That's all there is to it. So. Uh, I would say your second most important coaching job in an NHL organization is a head coach of your firm team. And maybe a thought read on the philosophical potential alignment between Jay Woodcroft and Tom McClellan and how that, in theory, could help out easing the transition when players do come up. Well, and we know that that alignment is there because they worked together so long. I, I mean, I know everybody, a lot of people called the staff the, the San Jose staff, but Todd and and Jay go back to Detroit, right? I mean, that's where they that's where they first met. I think Jay was the video coach when when Todd was the assistant coach. I I, I think you need that, and I think the communication and the the bond between those two guys is really strong. So I don't think you're going to have an AHL coach who's maybe trying to do his own thing with a player. They they clearly see guys the same way, and they 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 totally understand how they want to coach and then the systems they want to. That they want to bring along and how they want to incorporate the players into those systems. I mean, I, I, I think Jay obviously is still going to want to have some leeway uh, to try out some guys, but they they know which they know which players are key. Todd knows which players are key. I mean, there's going to be some AHL veterans, which is fine, but those aren't the guys who are going to help the Oilers in the next two to four years. They, I mean, they got to be focusing. Uh, by the way, Maximoff is a guy I missed. I should have mentioned he's going to be key to develop as well. But they, they're going to know. I mean, they're going to have open lines of communication and the same philosophy about how they want these players to play and which guys they, they want to emphasize and bring along, the, hopefully, the quickest. Reed, uh, just transitioning, because this is a big weekend uh, as we go from the Oilers to the Eskimos, because we do have Brock Sunderland, Reed, coming up in about uh, six minutes' time. Um, six and four to list eight. I know you had me on your show the other night. I thought the Eskimos needed to be eight and two right now to have a chance for first. Uh, the Stamps are, they, they've been good for a long time. There's no question about it. Um, give me your thoughts on the Eskimos heading into this Labor Day Classic down in Calgary. You know, Bob, that's just a testament to how good Calgary is and has been, where you're talking about another team having to be 8-2 and two to have even a chance at getting first place. The Eskimos don't have a bad record, but they've looked bad in the second half of two of the last three games, and I think that's concerning is, is how they've lost. And you know what? They just seem to be – I honestly think they got too high in Hamilton. They got too high on themselves after that second quarter. I think they thought they were going to roll and it was going to be, you know, point night to use an NHL term. And I think the same thing happened to a degree two weeks before that in BC. They have to, they have to be committed 
to to staying in the game and not letting it get out of control and, and rolling with the punches. And uh, Nick Lewis was on my show last night, and, and he said the Eskimos have become too much of a big play team. And the big plays are fun, and they're exciting, and you still need them. you got to make big plays in the CFL. But they've gotten away from being a team that can drive the ball. They, they have more attempts than any other team in the league in 20-plus in yard passes downfield. I think hopefully they come out with maybe more of a mid-range mentality, more of a mentality where it's like, hey, even if we wind up punting, maybe we get three or four first downs and give our defense a chance to rest. I, I mean, they, they got to – it's Calgary. It's not going to be easy. they got to be willing to, to hang in there, take some punches, and, tr- and try to win it in the last three minutes. I think that's the formula for the game. Uh, and the scary thing is it's another MOP season at least to date, out of Mike Riley for the Eskimos. Yeah, he's the, he's the best player in the league. Now, the old bull Levi Mitchell argument is that they're often ahead in the fourth quarter, so he doesn't have to throw as much. But Riley makes all the plays. I, I know we both have, and I think all the fans do, have a huge amount of respect for Riley. He's a, I mean, he gets better every year. He doesn't rest on his laurels. He makes more throws. He's better at keeping plays alive and, and keeping the ball in a throwing position. But, yeah, it, it might add up to a team that, that maybe is maybe is third and I, I don't agree with you Bob that they're going to finish fourth because all these teams play each other too right Winnipeg and Saskatchewan still play each other Saskatchewan still has to go to Calgary so I think you know I, I think if they can get 10 and 8 they're probably still third uh, but you're looking at 11 and 12 wins to get second but yeah you could have an MOP on a team that's only a couple games uh, well, you know, that's an 11-win team. They have playmakers at receiver. Uh, you know, obviously they got Riley. Uh, in theory, they've got a running back that can be a fourth-quarter running back when you need to put games away in, in terms of C.J. Gable. Uh, but the question I have, are they good enough? Do they have enough playmakers on defense and on the return game? No, they don't. They don't They don't have enough good players. I, I think the D-line is okay. Boateng's a really intriguing young player for me. I think he could really turn out to be something at rush end. Sherritt, Sherritt, uh, Malumba Chaminga is a decent linebacker, but the only guy I really trust in the secondary is Grimes. And he can get the balls. He can knock balls down. I, I know I had a listener say that, that Grimes missed a couple tackles. Well, DBs get beat sometimes. But the, the other guys are are either, you know, playing too soft they're they're giving too much cushion or or they're just flat out getting beat i mean masked in the, the game in hamilton and I, I hate to pick on him because there were other guys but on the play uh the hamilton receiver dropped the long bomb he just totally lost his positioning and and froze up on the play and let the player go by them so there's some inexperience i think they need to shore up that position but right now that, that's a problem. They, they don't make a lot of knockdowns or get a lot of picks in the secondary, and it allows teams to drive the ball and tire them out. Reed, what do you have coming up tonight on Inside Sports? Besides, be fun tonight. besides Evan Dom. Besides Evan Dom, updating Canada West football. Uh, we'll have uh, Kurt Hill, Oil Kings GM, on the show. Dave Campbell will uh, drop in to preview the game. And former Eskimos and Stampeders punter Glenn Harper will be in studio. Oh, Glenn used to coach at the U of A when I was uh, the SID there. He is a very interesting man and a pretty good kicker back in the day. Thanks, Reed. Okay, see ya. See ya. That is Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. It is 144 in Edmonton. The Fizzler has uh, rejoined us and texted us. Bob, you started out the show advertising the latest Glory Days rehash. 
as we open the show up with the documentary Making Coco. Then you blamed the refs for the Oilers' bad power play and complained about the schedule. It's good to see that. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Oilers now is back to regular season form. That one comes to us from the Fizzler. Ah, oh, man, I'm telling you, we got a tough crowd here. You can text us at 630-630. We are going to bring Brock Sunderland in right now. This is called Oilers Now, but it is the Labor Day weekend, the home-and-home, the Edmonton Eskimos, and the Calgary Stampeders. The Eskimos uh, come in with a record of 6-4. and four. The Stamps obviously have been the, really the class of the CFL over the last uh, several years. They haven't won all the Grey Cups. Maybe they should have, but they've had pretty good teams. Brock Sunderland's been kind enough to join us again here in Oilers now. Brock, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. How would you assess the first half of season to date for your club? Uh, if I had to say it in one word, it would be inconsistent. I think when we're playing at our best and up to our capability, we can beat anybody. And if we beat ourselves and shoot ourselves in the foot like we've done too many times, then anybody can beat us. And, you know, I think that isn't just us. I think that's pro football in general. There's a lot of parity in this league. And if you're not at your best, then you're going to get beat. There is a lot of parity in the CFL, but there's one organization, and, you know, they've been consistently good for a while, and that's the Calgary Stampeders. So does that, you know, is it is it the fear of, uh, you know, hey, you better be ready to go against these guys or they can put the boots to you? I wouldn't use the word fear. There's respect, and they've okay. earned that, absolutely. But they're beatable. And look, we beat them last year here. Um, we feel we could have beat them on the rematch last year as well, and, uh, I was with an organization in Ottawa that beat them in 2015, tied them one time, and we beat them in the Great Cup. So by no means are we afraid of Calgary. Um, but we have all the respect in the world for them because they've earned that. Yeah, from your perspective, now that you're in the second year uh, of GM, and I know you're getting acclimatized to Edmonton, has the experience been what you thought it was going to be? Yeah, it has. I mean, there's a lot of the reputation of this organization precedes itself, and it's been everything I thought it would be and even more. Just great people. I love the city. Um, obviously, I wish we could win every game. I know it's not realistic, but we certainly work hard and try to. So it's been extremely enjoyable. I love who I work with from the football side of things to the business side of things. And I'm back out west. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, I'm a Montana guy, so I'm back out in the climate and the part of the country and the part of the world that, I, that I'm very familiar with. So um, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's been a, you mentioned the consistent inconsistency, I guess, uh, of the Eskimos to date, six and four, and hey, they could have been your team could have been eight and two or nine and one right now. Uh, that said, uh, one guy who has been, I think, consistently pretty good here for you for the last year and a half. I mean, Mike, my right now, Mike Riley is probably uh, if they were to do a vote for the most outstanding player, he'd win it again for the second year in a row. 
And I guess when you have that guy, it always gives you, regardless of how other parts of your team's games are going, be it special teams or or defense or your run game, whatever, when you have that guy at quarterback, he always gives you a puncher's chance, doesn't he? No question. I, mean, I couldn't say it any better than that. If you have the a good quarterback like with you on Riley, we're very fortunate to have him. He's the strongest of the drink, and it's the most important position on any football team. And I always chuckle a little bit. People say, well, the CFL is a quarterback league. Football is a quarterback game, period. So if you're in the schoolyard playing pickup football and you have a better quarterback, you're going to have a better chance to win. And it's no different um, at any level, but it's even more important uh, at this level. So he, he is what he is. We all know what he's about. And uh, he's extremely genuine. He's tough as nails. He walks the walk. He's an outstanding leader. Um, if you made a checklist of everything you want a quarterback, he would, he would, you could certainly check them all with him and then add a couple more as well. Uh, I, I believe tomorrow's cut-down day for the National Football League, uh, which historically speaking uh, for some organizations meant an influx of new talent. However, there is a different mix in now because of a couple new leagues have, that have started. Has that changed? Maybe how things work in the Canadian Football League, the fact that players and agents for those players are going to have other options moving forward? Well, we'll see. We're going to find out very quickly. It has on several of the people we have on our night list already. There's been you know, four or five players that we've been in discussions with and negotiations with that have elected to go to the AAF. And you know, it's no different than years ago when the Arena League was paying significantly more money. And I remember my first couple of years in Montreal, 405. Uh, that was always the battle is you had to compete with those leagues. So it's no different than back then. But, yeah, I think it's going to change the landscape, at least this year, pretty significantly because there's a lot of NFL ties in that league with Bill Polian and, and every general manager in that league has an NFL connection along with other head coaches. So, you know, we'll find out here in the next day or two what's going to happen. But if I was betting money on it, I'd say, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot less of people cutting the NFL up here right away for sure. All right, we're joined by Eskimos general manager Brock Sunderland, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. The Eskimos Monday afternoon against the Calgary Stampeders in the Labor Day Classic. How's the health of your team? And is there a chance that you, uh, without opening the kimono from a business perspective, uh, is there a chance that uh, you may get a ratio changer back or something that may change the complexion of your lineup? Well, I'm not going to get into detail like that, um, certainly, but we feel good about where we're at health-wise right now. We have a couple guys in the six games still that we think are close. We're not quite there just yet, but overall, we're healthier this year than we were last year, and, and we're training the right way so far at this time. Uh, this is the uh, kickoff also of the U Sports, formerly the CIS level, uh, and it, that has, it's a different game now under the SMS system uh, than it was. I mean, there was a time, Brock, where the Edmonton Eskimos basically used other organizations as a percolator for two or three years to develop young Canadian players that they, uh, you know, that they drafted or, and developed, and then the Eskimos would just sign them in free agency. Now you have, you know, because everybody's playing at, at a level playing field, it does put a greater emphasis on developing uh, and it's, first of all, drafting and then developing your own Canadian players, doesn't it? No question. If you sign players the two to three, you know, ideally three-year contracts, you want them to hold them, get them acclimated to this league and within the schemes and, and what we do here as an organization. So it's vital. I mean, when you have 21 of them on the roster and you have to start seven, uh, the more Canadians you have, the better you're going to be. And your guys are – so are they out – do you have a staff now of guys that are out there watching these games and all these uh, different uh, – you know, like Alberta's at Saskatchewan tonight as an example to open up. Or is, is most of that done through film and that sort of thing? Combination of all the above. We're going to hit every school live. I'm a big believer in going out and seeing the players in person. 
live to get body types, speak with every coach, to speak with their coordinators, their equipment managers, so on and so forth. So we're going to hit every school between Rob Ralph and Chris Milo. Uh, I'm going to get out as much as possible, not as easy as it used to be, obviously. And then we're going to do a ton of film work. So uh, we spend as much time and energy on that as we can because it's just so vital in building your organization, as we'd mentioned previously. Brock, we appreciate your time. Good luck over the course of the next couple of weeks against the Stamps. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Brock Sunderland. He is the general manager of the Edmonton Eskimos. Again, that's a 1 o'clock kickoff, uh, 11.30 pregame. Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, a cast of thousands, the Edmonton Eskimos and the Calgary Stampeders. Return engagement a week from Saturday. That's a 5 o'clock kickoff, 3.30 pregame here on 6.30 Chet. We will take a one-minute timeout. This is Oilers Now. Terrific weekend on a football front for you. So we mentioned the U Sports schedule starts. If you go to www.bears.ualberta.ca, you can watch tonight's matchup between the Alberta Golden Bears and Saskatchewan online tomorrow. NCAA full throttle. Got some great games. Alabama and Louisville. Uh, Alabama, the reigning uh, national champion. And... Preseason consensus number one pick will take on Louisville, which is where the former Heisman Trophy winner Lamar Jackson played. Bobby Petrino's their head coach. He used to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, that is a 6 o'clock kickoff. Ohio State without Urban Meyer for the next three home games. Uh, they play Oregon State at, I think that's a one thirty kickoff on ABC as well. There's a couple other pretty good games during the course of the week. And then we have the Edmonton Eskimos again against the Calgary Stampeders Monday, the Labor Day Classic. And the Eskimos are going to need all hands on deck. That is a really good football team. Uh, special thanks to everybody that uh, joined us on today's edition of Oilers Now. Adam Scorgi from the Making Coco documentaries, the producer. Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Reed Wilkins, who again has Inside Sports Night at 6.05. And Brock Sutherland, who is the general manager of the Eskimos. We're going to start ramping things up next week uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks, integrating our regulars for the upcoming season. And uh, more information on that coming shortly. Uh, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, Tuesday on Orders Now is Monday. We've got the Eskimo broadcast. Uh, Stoffer Inspector every Tuesday brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that work in the horse racing industry. So that's what we're going to have on our next show on Orders Now. At this time, off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. Special thanks to Patrick Bauer the last couple days for helping uh, operate the show with us. And after Eileen, uh, we will have the 6.30 Chad News weather uh, traffic update with Eileen Bell and the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen and I and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody. Have a great weekend from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.